All right, everybody, welcome to the On The Block podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Yalo. I'm joined here today by some of my favorite people in the Big Brother Minecraft community. Uh, to my right here, we have the Evicti from this latest episode of Big Brother Minecraft, TJ Doggy Style. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much, <laughs> I guess, I guess. Uh, let's see, we have, uh, sitting next to TJ, we have Jake. Ooh, nominee number one. We also have Hannah. Welcome back, Hannah, to the podcast. She was on episode two. Welcome back. You who? Hannah from season six and seven. <gasps> yeah, Hannah, no, please, no photos, no photos, please. Hannah no was photos. on season six and seven. You may remember her. She's also going to be coming back next week to host the veto comp, which is awesome. Over, <laughs> over to the other side of the table, if you're watching this on the YouTube platform, we got Maxim. And good morning, we, good morning. We have Ivy. Oh, hello. And from production, we have Smooth Mister. What's up? I'm a regular at this point. Yeah. All right, everybody. So what's, what's going on, everybody? What's going on? We have a lot to unpack here today. A lot just happened in this most recent episode. TJ, I want to start with you. We just we all yes. just watched we all just rewatched this episode together. Um, it was our first time seeing it. TJ, right. your first time watching this episode. What was your initial reaction to seeing how you went out? I think some of the uh the realities of what was going on in the house uh there was a few things that i guess were brought to my attention what other people were thinking about me or other things surrounding my game that had an influence on me ultimately being evicted um so that was pretty enlightening but i don't think any of it was too surprising and it's just an example that you never know how this game is is going to turn out you know what i mean with 13 of us playing 13 different games anything can happen very true so, not not surprised and did you did you kind of ex was there a lot of like was there anything shocking to you that came about with this with this episode like there's there anything that you found out for the first time that you were like oh i didn't i didn't know that happened i think the idea that uh during my time in the house i was under the impression that it was um a lot of just kind of peer pressure being put on ivy um but the reality is i think i think most people probably felt the same way uh about me just as like as a how i was conducting myself maybe how being too outgoing was a bit of a bad thing. So um, it also brought to my attention how little footing I actually had in the game like I was hoping that I would when I was playing. Ultimately, there wasn't that many people that trusted me or felt like they could actually work with me, which is, is a clear reason as to why I would have been evicted. And I do want to say, TJ, your reception from the viewers has been very positive uh, coming, you know, out of these episodes coming out recently. Uh, were you expecting that? No, absolutely not. Um, I and to be fair, I, I must have I must have blacked out during the season because I do not remember half of the craziness that I was even saying in the diary rooms. Um, yeah, that that type of that type of braggadocia that I was uh, displaying probably doesn't get the best reception. But I, I look at it like this, like that's a character and that's um, somebody who's definitely standing out amongst the rest of the cast. Not that they aren't doing anything uh, like in, in that regard, but. I think if I'm able to be memorable and actually be a villain that people can get into, then like that's that's pretty cool to see in retrospect. Sounds great, man. I totally agree with that for sure. Um, let's see. So we we start off this episode, episode four. We're coming off of Ivy's head of household win. She just nominated Ray and Jake for eviction, but she also tried to nominate you, but you used your bounty card. So now you're mm -hmm. going into this week, TJ. Your bounty card's gone. Um there's a lot kind of up in the air right now. So, Jake, I want to go to you. Uh, what was yeah. your initial reaction to getting nominated? Because I'm sure you didn't really expect that. 
Right. So I was like clawing at Ivy's HOH store for a while. When it didn't open up, I was like, okay, I'm being nominated. And then when that actually happened, I had two thoughts. Firstly, I was like, yes, finally, I get content. So that was my first thought. And then secondly, I was thinking, how can I work around this? And the first thing I said, which was so cringy looking back at it, but ooh, the snake bites. I wanted to put in the seat already. Of like, I know it was, <laughs> that was a moment, but no, I wanted to like play up the fact that like, Jake doesn't like Ivy, and that's something that you see later in the episode, but we'll get there. But those were my original thoughts. I wasn't surprised. I was like, how can I use this? Yeah, and Ivy, when uh, when Jake made that comment towards you at the nomination ceremony, you seemed to have this little bit of a reaction. Like, I was like, this bitch, like, shut up. <laughs> Love you too, Ivy. I wanted to use a different word, but no. Um, well, now that you're on the yeah, podcast, why don't you say not it? Not on the podcast. What? Oh, I don't think I can say it. Right <laughs> um, we have a ring. Yeah, when it's like the snake bites, I'm like this little. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, whatever. Yeah, brush Amazon. that off. Gotcha. Just so brush that off. when uh, so now we're going into picking players for veto. The veto competition's rolling around, and we hear a diary room about Jake talking about how he wants to form this, uh, gaze. Uh, girls and Gays Alliance, right? Gays. Number three. Yeah. So original. Which is like the third time. This is like the third time in the season already that someone's pitched that idea. So does anybody have a, sort of a comment about like why this is such a, like why this is so popular in this season? Why there's so many different alliances of the same concept being formed? Well, it's because there's like more variety this season. There's more people that fit underneath the girls and the gays category so if there's if anyone sees the option to do it they're just going to do it yeah i totally agree i mean look at the demographics this season we went from seven seasons of like hasty white men to boom half of the cast is like girls gays (laughs) pocs like there was a huge shift and obviously a lot of people took notice of that all right yeah i Definitely agree with that. And uh, it's something that we definitely t- took a lot of account into. I'm sure Hannah and Smooth and their uh-huh. own casting definitely had a lot of lots to do with that. Yep. Um, hey. Let's see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to also point out, Ivy, in your, oh. in your little DR right after the uh, nomination ceremony, you said uh, you were really disappointed that TJ uses bounty card. And you said no one likes TJ. <laughs> very bold I, sentence i think my dog did that but you know when you're in the confessional you're you know you feel like you can just like say whatever and at that moment you know that's just kind of what it felt like no one liked tj and i was just speaking my mind on that gotcha and so in your mind ivy did you ever in, the, in that moment do you remember even having a feeling like you needed to win this veto to renominate TJ or was that not even part of the plan? No, um, I thought like TJ was gonna be safe for the full week, so I was just like, well, shit, now I gotta send one of these other two people home. Yeah. So I was like, it would be good to win the veto, but you know, you don't want to win too many comps at the beginning. Yes. Luckily, yeah. it was a different type of comp. Yeah, so. and the comp was a whole lot of chips. It's a fan favorite competition, one of my favorites to edit and put together because there's a lot of different strategies going on. Everyone's playing an individual uh, game as far as the challenge goes. And you have Ivy, Jake, Ray, Brad, Maxim, and Brian playing in this veto competition. Um, so you see everyone going one at a time. Jake, uh, Ivy goes first, then Jake goes. And then since they were the first two to go, they go back into Ivy's HOH room and they start forming an alliance, making deals. Jake pitches uh, an idea to 
do a fake fight. Really creative oh, idea. Horrible oh, that argument. too. That too. Pretty bad. Like, it was such uh, a good idea, but like, you know, it was kind of one-sided. He was saying all this stuff, and I was like, okay. And so, <laughs> Jake, what made you want to do a fake fight? Like, was that really necessary, do you feel like, for your strategy moving forward in this game? Like, to, in order for you to stay that week, do you think it was absolutely necessary that you and Ivy needed to have a fake fight? 100% unnecessary, 200% entertaining, and I wanted to have a good time. And, you know, I wanted to make the most of it. Sure, I can sit on the block, try the veto, but there's other ways to play the game. Um, obviously, the Girls in the Gaze Alliance, but then also, I was like, okay, I'm obviously in this position, and if I want to, you know, take the opportunity to make an alliance with Ivy, now would be a good time. And one way to cover that hatchet is the stage of fake fight, which... We sure tried, but oh, yeah, why not? I think you why tried, not and I was like, okay. Yeah, it didn't really and then I tried, yeah. and Ivy was there. But yeah, yeah. why not throw things <laughs> at the wall? Can I add something? Yeah. Um, f- from the outside w- looking in, that fight, I'm not going to lie, was very cringy. Uh, and <laughs> I felt very... <laughs> no, we know. <laughs> yeah. I felt embarrassed for you guys, and I just wanted to know what Maxim's reaction was because oh, we were the yeah, last Maxim one to walk in sorry. with all that. But like, did you think it was real? Did you think it was fake? What? I'm sorry, burying a fake hatchet in front of two people. There, there's no dirt to bury with. <laughs> You're talking in front of Ray, which is one of the like quietest people on the cast, and then me and bitch. I, I swear to God, I, I wasn't on anything, but I was dozed and confused. I don't remember it. It was very much so a minor inconvenience that I walked in on and I kind of just sat through and I was like, oh, work, right? Okay. <laughs> you were very much so giving kids sitting in the backseat of his car while his parents argue over which way they were supposed to turn. <laughs> oh, very much so, except I was on a fucking iPad in, in my own little world. Like, Are you playing was... Coco Melon through oh, the uh, headphones? Yeah. Of course, yes, of course. Yeah, it was giving much that, especially when you're reading the rules of the, uh, the veto competition. Oh, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> <laughs> let's Ooh. talk about that please yeah for real so maxim like what was going on there um you know i'm i'm not dyslexic however oh, i really? do struggle to read i <laughs> shut it oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um sometimes i just i get very like especially on this season i was very excited to compete oh yeah so i was just like i was so excited it was my first veto of the season mm-hmm. i think and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I get to compete in an extra little challenge and maybe possibly like win something. So I was just like, I was so ready to just get into it, especially being it is a fan favorite challenge. And yeah. I am very much so a longtime fan. I was I was just ready to compete and have a good time. Um, and then I tried to do math and I don't really know what I was thinking. But all I do know is in my little phone notes, I was writing like an algorithm and I was like, <laughs> okay, if... Two plus two is four. Five plus five is ten. I need to give myself seven because it's a lucky number. (laughs) (laughs) So did any of you, so the three of you here sitting at this table that you played in the challenge, did any of you really have a strategy going into it? Like you've seen it probably before in the Real Big Brother on my show. We did it in season seven. Hannah played in it. Did any of you guys really have a strategy or prepare for this type of challenge? I definitely did not prepare, but I was just like, let me give myself some. That was all I was really thinking. Yeah, like you said, this is a fan favorite challenge. We've seen it on the show. We've seen it in your show. With that being said, absolutely no forethought. I was just, in the episode you see, I'm like, you get one and you get one. Mm-hmm. I, I did not want to do the math on that one. I'm not a big fan of math, and you could see that. So, what, it, what, yeah, uh, sorry, you go. I was going to say that um, this 
competition definitely has a history of people being nominated, actually doing pretty well in this competition. Not only did Joey win it last season, mm -hmm. who, mind you, was nominated and the target, but in Real Big Brother as well, we've seen people be nominated and uh, actually come out on top. It's basically like a game of faking yourself out. And I was kind of struggling watching some of the like the even splitting that a few of our people were doing, especially yeah. from Jake and Ray. And I was like, do you guys have you. to guarantee somebody doesn't win? And um, I think that if one or two people had actually focused their efforts on Ivy, then who knows, they, they could have very well won the veto for themselves because it would have guaranteed an elimination. And then I wouldn't have been backdoor and evicted, but you know, whatever, whatever, but right. Yeah, well, I want to flip the token. So let's say week one doesn't go your way, TJ, and let's say Madison gets evicted and you don't have your bounty card and Ivy nominates you regardless. Um, what, and you let, you're going to be in this competition. What would have been your strategy? Well, how would you have oh, approached this challenge? I think I would have actually felt pretty confident if I was nominated knowing that I was a target. Cause like I said, I would have had that ideal advantage um, behind my back. I would have probably spread a few onto me, no more than like four or five chips. And I either would have flooded uh, the rest onto the HOH Ivy or one of the nominees, whoever was next to me to guarantee that they go home. Best case scenario, I win it. Worst case scenario would be, actually worst case scenario would be the HOH winning it and things yeah. stay the same. I gotta change the situation somehow, would be my thought. So I wanna ask you, TJ, cause this has been a burning question for me after editing the season and just knowing the outcome of this entire season. Sure. Do you think that the bounty card twist ultimately helped you or do you think it hindered your game and ultimately led you to go home this week? I think like when I was thinking about it, uh, using that bounty card week two, I questioned whether or not I effectively backdoored myself yeah. because I, in it pretty much took myself out of the competition, like to be able to play for my own safety. But honestly, I, I don't think it would have made much of a difference for my sake. Um, I feel like maybe I would have had a better chance being a nominee from the jump and having a better, uh, more of a chance to campaign. But I think the BB bounty card was something that uh, like, I don't I don't regret what I did with the card, especially yeah. with with how other people may use this card in the future, I think. Gotcha. So the outcome is Ivy wins it full power week. Second time this season, we have a full power week. What were the what was the initial reactions around the house when this happened? Oh, I was horrified. I was like, I'm going right back up. Yeah. Nothing is about to change. I'm a dead man. I, I, I yeah, it, it was not looking good for me whatsoever. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, um, from what I did not really want to make, like, okay, like, early in the season, you don't really want to put yourself, like, out there too much. So I was actually, like, really, like, maybe I shouldn't use it. But Liz kind of came up there and was like, no, no, you definitely should. I was like, okay, I believe my diva. I believe my sister. Yeah. Did you expect to win it? Did you want to win an Ivy? No, I did not expect to win it. When I saw everybody else's scores, like when I was the last one, I was like, oh, shit, am I going to win this? But, you know, since it's kind of like a luck comp in a way, I didn't really feel like like I'm giving off any threatening vibes Yeah, because it really is just like, you know, it's not really any uh, you know, physical strength in this challenge. It's really just... Or strategic yeah. or anything. It's just give these coins out to people. Yeah. So, you know, like I wasn't upset. I was just like... I was happy I got full power. I just wasn't really sure what I was going to do. So, Ivy, when you win this, you go to the HOH room, Liz immediately starts, you know, grilling you about what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So Liz mm -hmm. is your number one ally, uh, and you trust her, and she's asking you, you know, what about putting TJ back up on the block? You know, did, were you fully on board with this when this first was pitched to you? No, because I had, like, um, 
a conversation with TJ that was well, not at first. So I had a conversation with TJ where we were like, if I potentially keep you safe this week, would you be willing to keep me safe in the future or something like that? Um, and it sounded like TJ was being sincere. So I was like, maybe I should keep TJ safe. But, you know, as Liz was talking to me, she's like, well, you could say like this one person does not really deserve to be on the block. So just renom TJ. I'm like, you know, she's like making good points. Um, but I, she kind of swayed me. I, my question would be good points for who? For you or for her? Because obviously she was targeting but, you know, me. Since she's my ally. You know, I'm going to believe her. I'm going to she's my final two. So I'm going to believe what good words she has to say and roll with it. Okay. You know, know and we weren't too. really like working together like too well at either, either. Oh, either, either. We weren't like working together that close either. So, yeah. you know, it wasn't like me totally flipping on like a big ally because of Liz. Kind of to jump in here though, a point that TJ brought up, which I think is interesting, and not to get too far ahead, but Ivy, ultimately, you do take me down, who is your target, and then put up Ivy's target, or not Ivy's target. Um, this is Target, and I think something I do want to highlight is just in the game at this point, I didn't realize how much of like a social maneuver that like what Liz is doing, and I think it's interesting that she was able to use your HOH to get out her Target. Yeah, I mean, she got me. <laughs> she really did. <laughs> but I don't I think will... it was a manipulation or anything like that. I mean, give credit to Liv where it's due. Like, she really approached Ivy as a friend, as somebody who was giving yeah. good advice. And at the end of the day, like, it, it it was good for her game, but she was able to convince Ivy that it was a good idea for her. And and honestly, like, who's to say it wasn't? Like, I, I can't I really... I don't think it was bad at all. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Honestly. I really do think that as soon as Ivy won the HOH, the women were up. And they were winning that week no matter what. And it was a dub for them from the get-go. I do think that... It was that, a win for women. Yeah, it was a, it was a W <laughs> yeah. for the women. Yeah, exactly. And I, I do did think... did it, Joe. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think that regardless of who went home that week or who was nominated, it was really going to come down to Ivy and Liz. They, they were the... They were in control of that week, and I, I really—they were the main characters. They were, yeah, they they yeah. they set themselves up for for victory that week. So it really was just uh, who was going to take the bullet, and unfortunately, it was TJ. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but aside from all the Ivy Liz versus TJ drama and and versus mm -hmm. Jake drama, we have the other side of the house is sort of scrambling at the moment. We have Aiden kind of on his own, uh, trying to lay low, and we have Papoli and Beans. They're trying to figure out what the hell happened with the vote last week because Madison escaped the vote by one vote and there was some information that got leaked right before the veto meeting and everyone's trying to figure out what happened because Aiden was very like very cryptic about what this information was that he heard and who told him this information so Papoli's really grilling into Aiden trying to figure it out um, and then it dawns on him when Aiden tells him yeah there was a rat in your group that you know someone said that you and beans were trying to make a an all-girls alliance to get me out so papoli really is in hot water here and i wanted to hear your guys's reactions to that at this point because it it really is important to like to the story in the, in the show at this point too well who's first <laughs> smooth what about you huh my reaction with that is like, okay, Papoli 
has been playing a lot of cards. Like he's been, mm. he's, he told everyone that TJ was his target. And now he's playing this sort of game where he, where he's trying to make this all female alliance with him included. Now, Papoli's Angels. Yes. And now, this is, this is big because now that he told people that TJ was his target, what are people going to do with that information? Now, are they going to put him straight up and make him use his quote unquote bounty card that he does not have? Mm. Or are they going to be like, all right, let's back off because Papoli has his bounty card? Or, Jake, do you. At this point in the game, did you know did you know that he was throwing out TJ as his target or not? Absolutely not. At this point, oh, no. I barely talked to Petpoli. Okay. Yeah, and it's just a, a lot of things are going on in Petpoli's game right now, which is like I I think like highlighting him in the episode at this point is really important because he's he, he's playing a really different strategical game than a lot of other people. He's thinking like five weeks ahead at this point. He's faking TJ as his target, but he's also got himself mixed up with this huge drama with Madison. This unknown assailant is 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 uh, ratting out his plans to other people in the house. And Papoli doesn't know that it was Madison because, uh, you know, when you're playing the game, it's kind of hard to figure out who's in the room and who's yeah. listening at all times. So Papoli's really paranoid in the game now. And they're not sure who it is. And unfortunately for TJ, Beans like, threw your name out and said it like, could have been you. Fuck are you talking about? I'm like, I guess me and Beans were like, me and Beans must have been best friends up until this point. Like, she clearly doesn't know where the fuck she's at. I'm like, I have nothing to do with any of this. Like, you're you're just hating on at this point. Like, yeah, yeah, that did not do me any favors when it came to campaigning whatsoever. And oh my god, I was like, when the fuck? Like, you you're just like convincing yourself that this shit is true at this point. Yeah, so, you just got like, so yeah, happening. yeah. yeah that happening during the episode it gives such like a false perception because you're like oh it's no tj still has a chance tj can tj can find his way out yeah. of it and then bean says that and you're like because mm, it's not even okay, just one party mind. that's against tj it's like the entire house is all, all like collectively all at once on their own turning on tj when tj really hasn't done much other than like maybe piss off maxim like being oh, liz's yeah. target or potentially being the one that ratted out papoli's scheme so and that's it's just, and that's yeah. how the big brother house that's how the Big Brother house go. Oh, don't even get me started. Oh yeah, and then the whole Brad. Yeah, and then the whole Brad drama. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into that. But it just, like one small. You never know uh, what you say or what you do. How it's gonna like blow up in the house. So small things can become very, very big things. And like the fact that it was four or five things all at once that that did me in. Like, yeah, that that didn't help whatsoever. So. It's just funny to see it play out, honestly. Yeah, I well, part of the edit that I really failed on editing, and I'm not sure why this wasn't included in the episode. I'm pretty sure it was because of time, because obviously the Heather vote off was just such a crazy episode, and I wasn't able to include everything. Yeah. But one of the things right. that we missed out on was TJ going around the house, uh, going from room to room, telling people to vote out Brad uh, when Brad was still on the block, <laughs> and that sort of rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Uh, not not everybody, but a certain few people that were kind of important uh, figures in this week. Obviously, Liz being one of them. Uh-huh. Uh, so, TJ, did you ever think that that was going to come back to you and bite you in the ass? No. So, two things about that. First off, like, other people will see it as me actively campaigning for him. Me, it was more or less just stating the obvious. Between Brad and Madison, I know a lot of the cast loves Brad, but as far as, like, the game was concerned he was he wasn't going to serve anybody any purpose um so 
I don't recall it me necessarily campaigning to get him out, more so stating the obvious. Like, there's no way he's going to stay, right? Yeah. Uh, to the groups that I talked to. But the other thing is that when you consider that Maxim and Brian and Heather and a few other players were pretty much actively campaigning to keep Madison before the veto was used, which means Brad goes home in that situation, obviously. that You can see how, like, that's a pick-and-choose scenario. Or it, it was just, like, kind of ridiculous to me. It's like, oh, so I'm, like, the bad guy here? Like, are, are we not voting to evict mm-hmm. here? Are we not campaigning to get people out what's the point you know uh, so that that yeah. kind of sorry good no i was good yeah you can keep going um but yeah that so that kind of like i felt like there was it was a bit of like uh like hypocrisy there or, yeah yeah i wanted to ask everybody sitting here like were all of you guys gonna vote out brad week one was that oh god yeah that was the oh god yeah so oh, yeah. God, yeah. so Probably. yeah not to really jump you know go back in time but like what, what was what was going on with aiden like what 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 was what was what was all that about? Because if you guys were what all gonna vote out, if you guys were all gonna vote Mads. out Brad, then then why 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 paint the target on TJ for for being so adamant about yeah, voting out Brad? That basically we're it came about anyone else. If I if I may really quit because while Ivy did ultimately go against me, I was perplexed that Aiden managed to duck the block like the Daza block. So in one of the I think when he first won HOH, one of the things that Aiden was doing was he was talking one on one with a handful of people. A few people in the comments accused him of overplaying his hand and he was doing too much. One of the conversations that he had was with Ivy and Ivy ended up winning HOH. And yeah. when everybody was pissed off at him, Ivy ended up giving him a chance. So in a way, like I kind of commend Ivy for not going for the most obvious decision. Right. And she kind of had a bit of a, she was, she was somewhat strategically savvy in that situation to keep Aiden around because it's the most obvious move. Everybody wants him, uh, everybody wants him out. So like, why go ahead and do that? Now, is it going to play out for her? Time will tell. Cause Aiden is a very uh, unpredictable figure, a bit of a loose cannon, but I don't think, yeah. it, I think it came down to like just the right person winning the right comp. I agree. I, uh, I, I think that we have a lot of different people playing the many different games. Aiden, Aiden's playing one of the most out and open, obvious games, very loose cannon. I agree. Um, then you have somebody like Ray. Uh, people don't even know his name. Ivy didn't even know his name. When he was <laughs> Ivy, which was not right. him. Yeah. Max, and yeah. you, in the, during the episode, you didn't even know who he was. Didn't even know that he was nominated. Um, so I want to hear your guys' like takes on Ray and like why was he such an under the radar player to the point where you didn't even know his name. He was just like quiet. That's all it was. He just wasn't talking to anyone. I mean, he was talking, but like barely. I feel like it was it was unfortunate because I feel like one of the closest people he like got to know was Heather. And it was first boot. So it's like it was rough for him because I feel like based off what I've seen from playing in the game and watching the episodes as they come out was Ray and Heather were like a duo in a way. Mm-hmm. And I think Ray just kind of like didn't like spread out with enough people on the cast at this mm, point yeah yeah and it sucks because i mean after this season like come on ray is one of my favorite people yeah but like uh, oh my god it, no, was just, ivy, it was just it sounded like ivy had something to say to that yeah. no no no. i have nothing to say to me. i just <laughs> <laughs> no i will i will agree i i do feel bad and of course you're gonna hear ray talk about this a lot more in the future episodes but uh his microphone you know he he got really screwed over because he bought a microphone just for the just for the show didn't work out and he was stuck he, he was also very sick during the show he didn't you know he wasn't in the you know his health wasn't really too well um dying, we talked a lot about other people's health in here where you know we talked about uh oh, a little no. bit too personal things we talked about uh some utis uh anybody, oh, anybody, anybody want to touch up on what was going on with everyone having a uti 
especially Listen. some people here at this very table. Hey, hey, no need. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was shady. Um, <laughs> no, I was I was just very like I was I was very um what's the word I can't think of it moved by Maddie's story about a UTI. <laughs> And, you know, being up in that New York trip, like me and me and her, like, you know, we do what girls do. And I think I took home an extra souvenir of Maddie's UTI. <laughs> wow. Oh, hey, now I really Andrew, why are you nodding so hard to that? Oh, that's actually not me. That's uh, somebody else that's pretending to be me while I film this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who they are. You just really resonated with that. Story. Yeah, I think so. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a little comedic relief uh, moment in the episode where we go back and we flash back to the first week where Madison was talking about having a uh, having a UTI. Um, and I don't really know. I think I just added it in the episode because there's certain things that happen during the season that like may not matter to the story. But like they they are jokes that happen during the season that like are also talked about way after that I feel like or just running jokes that came from this season. So I feel like I'd be doing the cast a disservice if I didn't include them. So that being one of them, but uh, coming out of that conversation uh, with Madison's UTI story, uh, Jake walks away from the conversation. We, we reveal that like, Oh, Madison, Maxim and Brian, they have a, a final three brewing, which is interesting. So uh, Maxim, why don't you touch up on that? Um, basically it wasn't shown in the first week, but right after I told Madison that she was, the person who I had as a target. Um, Brian walked his way into the bathroom. I was like, oh, can I come in here? And we were like, oh, of course. And then that's where the final three really formed. And sadly, it wasn't shown. But like, I think it was just like something about the three of us. We just really like blended so well. And we really just like enjoyed the presence of each other. And we all really wanted to get to know each other so much more. So we were like, okay, here's here's who we're going to be with for the long haul let's make it count let's enjoy the time together and live it up yeah and there's a conversation later in the episode where you and madison talk with ivy in the hoh room and it's just like you guys are basically attached at the hip and were you kind of worried that people would catch on about you guys being like like a duo is that was that a worry of yours i think that I had to let go of that worry very fast because as seen in the first week, um, Ray went and tattled on me and Madison talking alone because mm-hmm. I will say it was definitely an interesting choice for me to kick out Brad and Ray. Then again, I didn't remember Ray's name. So what was I going to talk to him about? Exactly. Um, but basically, I think at that point, I already knew that people knew that I was close with her being that I had like I will, like, as TJ said, like, I campaigned for her to stay prior to the veto. So I think it was just, like, it was nothing worth me hiding. And I will say, I, in hindsight, I do wish that we, like, split off a lot more and, like, gained allies for ourselves a lot faster. But, like, it's yet to bite us in the ass. So I don't really see a problem with how I played yet. Gotcha. Listen, I am all for the duo strategy. Once you find that one person that you can like 100% trust, like don't lose that. Like don't try and like yeah. hide it. Like you're already, you can try and play dumb and like think like the duo is not going to notice, but everybody, everybody knows. And like, yeah. you just have to own it and like say like, yeah, no, this person has my back. Like. Oh God. Yeah. It's it just kind of, like, it's kind of odd. Yeah. Wait, Smith, you, you go ahead. Oh no. It's just like, you see that season after season, like specifically Hannah, 
Did you have a specific duo in each of your seasons? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> knew I was working with Harrison in season six, oh, and no. then I. Joey was like my number one ally in season seven. Like he was my go-to. Like every conversation, I would go back and I'd be like, "Joey, you're not going to believe the dumbest thing Corky or just told me." <laughs> and like just having that person because like you really form like a really close connection with them and stuff. Like Joey wasn't just like an ally. I felt like that's when me and Joey got super super close, and I feel like we are pretty close now after the season as well. And yeah, I- I'm all for the duos. I also I just find it really interesting how Maxim and Madison kind of gravitated toward each, towards each other due to the twist because Maxim's target is Madison. Now, do you believe that you both would have been a duo together at this point in the game if if you weren't uh, targeting her uh, based on the twist? Honestly, I feel like we we would still be allies, but I think I probably would have gravitated towards Brian, which is why I like had invited him into the final three. Yeah. But I think, I mean, not going to lie, I kind of, I forced Madison into that friendship. I was yeah, like, I, I have you as a bouncy. If you go against me, I'll vote you out and get a power from it. So no. you might want to work with me. Nice. So endearing. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Very so much kind. so. That's what friends are for. Of course. Yeah. Hostage situations. Yes. <laughs> um, let's see. So... Maxim had Madison as a as a duo in this part of the game. Ivy had Liz. Jake, did you really have anybody as a as your duo, your partner? I wanted it to be TJ so bad just because we had like matching outfits. I was like, that's gonna be so cute. Um, I, uh, shirt duo. I, I I can't say I necessarily shared that same sentiment. I felt like, <laughs> oh, no. and this isn't, and it isn't because it isn't because Jake. I mean, if honestly, if it wasn't for the shirts, I'd be gung ho for it. But I remember that first week, everybody being like, like, like I said in my DR. Oh wow, you two got matching shirts. Oh wow, isn't that cool? And I'm like. This is gonna bite me in the ass later on, isn't it? Week five, I'm gonna get nominated in Jake uh, side by side with Jake because of our fucking Minecraft. Week five game, is right? a little but bit like, ambitious, TJ, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you get the idea. Like, I felt like it was gonna bite me in the rear. Um, <laughs> but like, as far as like personality wise and just, I guess, game sense goes, like, I, yeah, I guess you, you could say Jake was a, a, a as close to an ally as I got in this game. So, it was yeah. a leg lamp to him. He did not care about me. <laughs> we had two conversations. No, I, point. no, I did. I, I promise you, I did. That okay. interaction was giving. You're like my best friend. Oh, I'm your best friend. Or wait, <laughs> shit, I don't remember how it goes. I'm definitely your best friend, like that. <laughs> no, audio. I, I, I'm sorry. It was really funny the way you messed up that audio clip. Oh, oh, oh my god! It's okay. <laughs> Hannah is trying. She's had a rough day today. Okay, guys, she's had a really. I rough keep day. pissing. I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Go piss girl. Go piss girl. Yeah, there's a lot of antics going on in the house at this point, but we come to the veto meeting and to everyone's surprise, I've used the veto on Jake and puts up TJ as the replacement nominee. Um, so now is when the real scrambling begins because now nominations are locked and TJ and Ray, up for eviction, they are going to town campaigning. Uh, TJ, you approach uh, Bimo, Jake, Brian, I believe, in a, in a room together. You just started approaching a bunch of different people when your approach was very endearing. I'm pretty sure that a lot of them, uh, you, you probably were swaying votes in your favor. I'm sure people wanted to keep you for sure. But what do you think people wanted to keep Ray over you? Um, I firmly believe that everything that I was doing up until the beginning nominated is what came to bite me in the ass. I'm not a big fan of campaigning. I always felt like if you have to... F- if you feel like you have to go campaign, then it's probably not looking good for you. But ultimately, 
from what I gather from the episode and other people, uh, Ray just wasn't nearly going to be as big of a threat as I would have been had I stayed in the house. And uh, I can't say I fault them for that logic either. Uh, obviously, Liz had her motivations, but yeah. everybody else, I think it came down to like I was going to be a problem for, for some of them moving forward. And Ray wasn't. And, and, yeah, and you definitely weren't going to get Liz's vote to stay because she was targeting you based on the twist. Mm -hmm. But you had other people wavering, such as Madison, uh, which did you seeing that for the first time? Was that kind of surprising for you? I, I mean, not it, I'm flattered and all, but it was kind of just circumstantial. If it wasn't for the fact that the BB bounty was on Ray, I believe she wouldn't have given two shits about me. So like and and I don't think we were nearly as, as close or had any conversations for me to think that she would be voting to keep me. So. It, it yeah I, it, it like i was not counting on her vote whatsoever no offense gotcha um we also go to a, a conversation right after we see you campaigning and it's maxim madison ivy in the head of household room and <laughs> maxim's talking shit about you tj i'm i'm sure probably seeing that is not uh not me yeah i would I'm, never i'm, I'm yeah. sure if 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 maxim were uh nominated and i was in the hoh room with those two i'd probably be saying shit about him as well Ooh. so you know it's what, it's what people wow. do real life yeah. game show doesn't matter of course um also maxim makes a comment that maxim uh well maxim it doesn't i'm not sure word for word verbatim but maxim kind of alludes to the fact that maxim does not like straight men uh, and and basically is yeah. terrified of no, them, scared of them, doesn't want to work with go, them. Don't go put in words in my mouth. I said that straight men scare me. Exactly. Listen, is is that my camera? That yep. is no longer true. Listen, I am fond of many straight men. <laughs> yeah. However, I will say it's just like in a house where it's like fifty percent <laughs> strategy and like social game. Yeah. I I find it. I don't know fucking sports. What am I gonna <laughs> talk to them about? Like, I know oh, hockey. God. That's good. Like, bitch, I like it when the hockey people, I like it when the hockey people fight each other. Um, like, oh, that's the I best part of hockey. I just, I like, there's nothing that I would have been able to, like, bond over. You, like, you know, Maxim, that's where you're unfortunately wrong, because if you oh and I actually had a one-on-one, -on -one, you would have known that I happen to be a big fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, uh, wow. Damn, so, we yeah. are learning. Wait, what's your what? favorite queen? We are learning a lot <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> I, I, I and I'll say this much like I remember trying my absolute best to get into a one on one with Maxim, not just for game reasons, but also because like he's someone who I felt like I needed to speak to and I just couldn't get that one on one. So and that's the that's the uh, what is what is that we learn about judging a book by its cover? Like you, you sit and talk with somebody you, you never know. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that you don't like you, you talk. You, you talk with people, we all have our surface level impressions, but like you get to know people and learn things yeah. about them. Like you, oh, you God, never yeah. know. So hell, if, if uh, you know, you never know how things are going to play out, but uh, oh, God. yeah. So who's your favorite queen? Yeah, let's, uh, let's hear it. Let's ask the real questions. Oh, you know what? So my favorite season is the one that Sharon Needles won. And oh. actually, oh, I, I know some people that might, I, I know some people may not like Sharon Needles, okay? But my favorite's oh. probably going to be Latrice out of it. Oh, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, girl. Oh, girl. I like Latrice. You had us oh, worried on, the whole time. Hold on, hold on. I know. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. <laughs> 
That's a good that sounds exactly. out. There you go. The big black laugh. Yes. Oh god. Yeah. Oh, I wanted I wanted to ask you, TJ, because you know Maxim's part of the Minecraft Drag Race community as well. Uh, could we expect to see you compete in a Minecraft Drag Race in the future, TJ? If you do, it is going to be a last place cameo role. I'm going to have a totally trashy ass, ridiculous <laughs> outfit. Cause petty, non-cynical bullshit fights and exit with grace. And then lip sync to like, I don't know, like uh, Eminem or some crazy. Oh, word. <laughs> All right. Well, Maxim, you heard it there. That's, that's, you know, there's some potential oh, right there with TJ. Yeah, so you yeah. never know. Maybe we'll see. Let that. Me, you have a new drag daughter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I can't have any more. I got too many. Yeah. Instant blacklist. Instant blacklist. <laughs> Oh boy! All right. Well, that's that was a, an amazing revelation, TJ. I'm glad you brought that up because that was uh, oh boy, very special. Yeah. We would have never known that if we never had yeah, this podcast. I appreciate that. And now we know. My whole game you is alive. TJ is now secretly gay. Oh yeah, no, totally. <laughs> oh, hang on. there you go. Okay, okay, podcast. Anyway, um, so real quick before before we recap this eviction, before we recap what went down. At the eviction, we have one final conversation with it's uh, it's Jake and Aiden, and they're wavering about who they want to vote out. Um, Ray Ray tried to get in the conversation, but Jake kicked them out. Didn't want to hear what he had to say. Um, uh, TJ and Ray are still campaigning their butts off, trying to trying to stay safe in the game. But Aiden and Jake, you guys are talking about who you want to keep. Now, what was going through your mind during this conversation? Yeah, I mean, I didn't even expect to be taken off the block. My alliance was more so just to secure myself if I was still on. So, lo and behold, TJ's up there now with Ray. Like I said, I wanted to work further with TJ. Took a, a little page from Maxim's book and kicked Ray out of that conversation. And like I said, I wanted to work with TJ. And something I mentioned is that TJ has apparently become this big target. People don't like him. People don't like Aiden. I want to surround myself with people like that. So it's just not me. So yeah, I definitely campaigned mm -hmm. for him. And obviously that doesn't go the way I want by the end of the week. Yeah. So it's it's very interesting. When the vote came out to so the way it did, it was eight to two. TJ goes home. Like, how did everyone how did everyone feel in that moment when that happened? Relieved. Relieved, yes, I do agree. So oh. Ivy Maxim relieved. Jake, what about you? Uh, I'd say devastated, but that's a strong word. I will say, <laughs> um, Absolutely bawling on the floor, crying. Oh, God. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Not to over-exaggerate. And TJ, TJ what about you? One word to describe how you felt getting evicted from the show. Oh, man. Um, hold on. I, I need to find the word real quick. I think, because TJ, you have, you have a very big vocabulary, and I respect that so much because someone like me that's trying to expand my vocabulary, I, I, could, I, could, I could learn a thing or two from you. Hold I think on, Maxim can also expand her vocabulary as we saw. Uh, I was, I was, oh. I was despondent. 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 Is that the word? Is that the word of the day? Despondent. Word of the podcast. Word of the podcast. I was definitely upset. I was definitely down by being evicted. But um, as far as like, okay. So as far as like game decision is concerned, I figured like, okay, it's a good and bad thing because good because some people just wouldn't like have felt safe with me in the house, but bad because. No disrespect to Ray, but Ray is the type of person who, like, you you take to the end knowing you can beat him, unfortunately, just be how low profile he was. And I would have figured that people w would not have wanted to be evicted over Ray. I think I said something in the DR about this, like, Ray's just going to go up again. So what difference does it make? Like, what is he actually doing for other people's games other than just, like, taking a spot? Yeah. So that's why I felt like it was the wrong decision. But for it being week two, I don't think, like, I can fault anybody for 
wanting for evicting me at that point. Gotcha. We love you, Ray. We love you. Yeah, I know sure. your name now. Yeah. We know your name. Yeah, shout out to Ray. Shout out to Ray and his and his microphone and the Mike. sickness that he had. His diseases. Feel better. Yeah. Feel better, Ray. Hopefully you're not sick, and uh, you know maybe if you return one day, hopefully you're not sick during that recording. Um. Anyway. So TJ, <laughs> as we were getting evicted from the show, you stated something as you were walking out the door that I didn't catch oh, the first yeah. time when I was filming this. But you stated you said something to Papoli about keeping a promise or something like that. You want to elaborate on what that is? So Papoli was DMing me because during the vote casting, the rest of us are just in the living room chilling for the most part, just talking about nothing. So Papoli DMs me. I'm messaging him. I'm not sure if I'm going to be here or not. Papoli says, don't worry, pal. I think you got the votes to stay. And so I told Papoli that if I get evicted, uh, that I was going to strangle his uh, skinny bird neck on the way out of the door. Wow. And he didn't seem to, I, I think he was a bit worried, but you know, just the cameras and just the legal ramifications. <laughs> I, I mean, I decided to not do that. Uh, you did have an opportunity to, TJ. Yeah. I, you, you know, did. I, I you, you met him face to I, face. It's right. When I saw uh, we were me and Papoli were both at the premiere party and I should have just snuffed him out right there. He probably wouldn't have even remembered why he's getting choked out. But it's okay. Yeah, maybe I'll get him at a I'll get him. I'll get him another time. Yeah, maybe another time, maybe in another alternate universe or multiverse out there. There is there is one universe where TJ did just that. Absolutely. Um, okay, Marvel. Yeah. Why are we talking about the multiverse? <laughs> this, this is yeah. Big Brother Minecraft. You never know what's going to happen in the next uh, the next few seasons. Yeah, what's a part of the oh, canon? What's not drop. a part of the canon? Yeah, apparently 4.5 is part of the canon. Who knows? Maybe in another universe it's not. Oh, anyway, besides <laughs> besides that, yeah, maybe Robster doesn't get first boot in seven. Anyway. Um, no, that's a canon event. Sh shout, out to, sure. shout out to Robert Palin and his dad's ribs. Anyway, so TJ, I wanted to just commend you for uh, just your attitude in your post eviction interview, and even during this podcast, man. I mean, just like getting such a shitty like hand dealt to you in the game of this, like you know, in, the, in this season, you just seem to have like just an overall positive attitude about it, and you really have a good head on your shoulders about just the way you carry yourself, and that's something that I commend, and I, I hope that future house guests kind of uh learn from you in a, in a sense not to really take the loss so hard and just to move on and understand that you really couldn't do much about it i i appreciate that um i think i was ultimately more disappointed at the idea of just not being able to be a part of the like confessional experience and be able to continue and tell that story uh to the audience but all in all like being early evicted it's it's not too big of a deal i've been a community player for damn near a decade at this point and this game wasn't an indication of my like skills as a player because I know I can uh, adapt pretty well. And I know that I, I have uh, what's it called? I, I'm a good player at the end of the day. Yeah, I think so. This game, I didn't take it uh, too hard. There you go. Love it. Um, so we cut to commercial. It's HOH time. It's a, it's a challenge that I've been wanting to do for a long time. I like these knockout challenges, especially like after a crazy eviction, like like TJ getting out, for instance, like, you know, like the house is already very tense. And when you throw in a challenge where people have to target each other, it's, it definitely creates a, a dynamic in the house that uh, it kind of gets people worried about, you know, who they're close with. And you kind of get to see the social totem pole. Um, but ultimately, Jake, you come out victorious out of this uh, this challenge. So yes, sir. Um, without giving away too much, you know, what's going through your mind in that moment? Do you have any sort of any any sort of plan in your mind about what you want to do? I mean, firstly, I think it's hilarious and, like, euphoric that, you know, I go from this original nominee to now being the HOH. 
my exact thoughts in the moment were just, you know, have fun with it, have a little theatrical moment, and just really embrace it, because that's something I wanted to go in with this game. How often do you get to play Big Brother? So I wanted to make the most with my HOH, have the most fun I can, and that's all I'll say for now. I guess you have to keep watching. Yeah, we'll have to see uh, next week when the, the episode drops. We get to see who you nominate, and it's, uh, it's bound to be a really good one. Uh, especially because I'm pretty sure episode five is when Hannah returns to host the challenge. So we'll see. Uh, Miss Hannah is going to return, host the, the challenge. Oh, no, okay, okay. Don't sound too excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, Did she play before? I don't recall. No. Yeah. God, is that Hannah from season six and seven? Oh my gosh. <gasps> Gosh, is that Hannah from season six and seven of Minecraft Big Brother? Yeah. No, no, no. This, this is Hannah from the escape room in Orlando. Oh, oh right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Call back. Call That's back. That's so funny. Call yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Um. Maybe you guys maybe not know this. If uh, I don't know, probably you don't because I didn't include this in the vlog. I, unfortunately, I didn't. But yeah, me, Hannah, and uh, a bunch of other people on production. We flew down to Orlando earlier this year, and we we met up with Jake. We met him in person. How crazy is that? We did an escape room with him. And oh wow. He did it. He tested his big brother skills in real life and uh, were able to escape that thing. So, yeah. Andrew forgot to vlog it, but there is a singular group photo of all of us. I want you to put it on the screen right now. Oh, right now. It's showing on the screen. More editing. You're welcome. So stinking cute. Enjoy the editing. But yeah, you think you put put a big red circle around. I wasn't doing enough editing already. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) um, Yeah. So if you're watching on YouTube, you just saw it. If you're listening on Spotify, uh, hopefully you're at least driving to work safe, driving home safe on the subway, whatever you are. Hopefully you're... No, no, no. While you're driving, pull up the YouTube I went, app. Pull up YouTube. Jump to this timestamp <laughs> so you can see the photo. Yeah. Anyway, uh, before we wrap up this podcast here, because we've covered a lot. There's a lot here. Uh, a lot of... Lots to unpack here. A lot of... Lots of drama. Is there anything anybody wants to... To just talk about or dish out here while we're here? Oh, yeah. I oh, want to do a little TJ appreciation post. Something that... I agree with the viewers seeing TJ's game after the fact. That's the type of the confessionals he gave. That's the type of stuff I wanted to deliver. So TJ, I want to like give you just a round of applause for yeah. like yes. that type yes. of I'm clapping. You I'm were clapping. delivering in the confessionals, and even though it was like just two weeks, you made the most of it. I I I I I don't even remember saying half the craziness that I did. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I I appreciate that. Even if. Uh, I, I there's actually a few older older community players that I question that if they're gonna see this or not and uh, I, I oh, yeah I, I I don't know I look forward to being able to watch this series as a fan now because I don't actually know what's gonna happen next after I go so uh, I'm gonna be just as blindsided as the rest of the audience so I it, it, the game's really starting now in my opinion I, and I look forward to it awesome TJ well I'm glad. I'm glad we were able to celebrate your eviction in a, in a very positive Yay. light here. Um, but yeah, man, uh, that's pretty much it. I appreciate everybody here for tuning in to the On The Block podcast with yours truly, Andrew Yalo. Join us next week when we have, we'll probably have Jake on again. Hopefully, if he's available, we'll talk about his HOH reign. We'll have a few other people from the season as well if we can. Right. But uh, I'll look yeah. at my calendar. Yeah, appreciate y'all for uh, tuning in. See you next week. <laughs>